Welcome, everybody. Good after. Good morning. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Getting off at a good start here. All right. It is good morning. It is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and my co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. Well, thank you, and it's good to be here. Yes, it's fun today. Even through the rain, we struggled to get up here, of course. <sighs> yeah, we did kind of struggle a bit. Yeah, it was... <laughs> But like, more, what is this stuff? More trucks on the road. So that's interesting. That's Yeah, there were a few more. Things today. are starting to move. Yeah, well, I hope not that much. But, you know, anyway. It's really nice not having any traffic coming up here. <laughs> it's really nice. I'm getting used to it. I probably shouldn't, but anyway. Anyway, on today's show, we have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we have on Virginia Bell, who is our guest today. She is an astrologer from New York City. She's going to be talking about the three stages of aging. She also has a fantastic book out, which is Midlife is Not a Crisis. I have read that book. I recommend it to anybody that's over 65, or frankly 60 for that matter. But it's, it really helps you look at yourself in a realistic way and celebrate your years of, well, cronehood, I suppose, at least for women. It's been much better. I mean, I compare my my 60s to my 40s and I said I wouldn't want to go back to that no thanks I like it now so anyway so we're going to have her on and then we have on the astral celebrity of the week now I'm kind of not wanting to tell you who it is but I'll tell you anyway but um it is Gustav Holst now you're going who's he well he composed the planet suite and that was back in 1916, 1914 to 1916. And we're going to play a little bit of that for you here shortly. But um, it's it's truly a moving piece of music. And I have a little bit of a story to tell about that when we get there. So anyway, we're going to do that. And we have all of our other usual stuff, too. And uh, you have anything you want to say, Doug? Well, you already played some of his music. Well, yeah, that's true. Yes. It opens the show. It opens the show and closes the show. That's the first part of the Jupiter movement, and the end is the end part of the Jupiter movement in the planets. So anyway, stay tuned. We're going to have a little bit more of that stuff. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. I tell you, I could listen to that all day. I really could. That is the midpoint movement in the Jupiter Jupiter movement of Holst the Planets. 
and it's literally a mood change in the middle of the piece. And that particular music ended up being a theme for the British people. It is uh, not just their national anthem, but it's an additional hymn that they sing at sporting events. It's called I Vow to Thee, My Country. And so his, let's talk about him a minute. He is, um, he was a composer back in, he was born in 1874. His data is, let me pull it up here, is October or September 21st, right on the solstice, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I just happened to notice that after looking in this chart how many times already? Well, well yeah. It's yeah. an interesting chart. Yes, it is. But he wasn't born on the solstice. He was born just three days before it, but technically he was. So anyway, September 21st, 1874, and he was born at 1230 a.m., and he's born in Cheltenham, England. And so, you know, you're probably asking us why you're doing a show, uh, doing the show today with him. I had an event happen um, a week ago today. I was driving home. I told Doug about this, so you can fall asleep during this if you want, Doug. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I was driving home, and I got out of the car. I was, at the, I was at the grocery store. I got out of the car, and I looked down, and I happened to see an edge of a CD sticking out from under my front seat. I said, oh, oh it couldn't be. It just couldn't be. I had the, the copy of this. I had a CD of the, um, the movements, the, the Planet Suite. And I lost it eight years ago. I thought it was gone completely. I looked everywhere for it, couldn't find it. And I looked even under my seat, and I pulled it out, and there it was. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And so on the way home, I was crying all the way home <laughs> because it's something that, mean that much, mean, means that much to me. And, um, and it really is sort of the backbone sort of for this show in some respects given that we use his uh, the beginning of the Jupiter suite at the beginning and at the end of the end of the show. So it's a good framework to have this. But his astrology is interesting because he's got a lot of really interesting stuff. Now, what was the stuff you were mentioning, Doug? Oh, the grand square, the grand triangle. Yes, grand square. <coughs> yeah, exactly. They'd always keep them going. Yeah, that would, you know, that would be like a, is something that he couldn't rest at all. Saturn sitting in his seventh, which really restricts who he's going to allow to get close to him. Yeah, I, as I said, I don't think he ever got married in his lifetime. Uh, so. Like looking for a needle in a thousand haystacks. Yeah, right, exactly. So, yeah, he would he's, have. He's an interesting character. Yeah, he would have to have had a woman that really gave him a lot of freedom to do what he wanted to do because he really was, he had a love for composing, but he was also a music teacher in a lot of it, different ends. He taught music in a girl's school. He taught uh, clarinet to, uh, I think, a symphony, you know, section, you know, clarinet section. He was very, very well-rounded in his musical experiences, but um, his music was his the best thing. And the other thing that's interesting is that he loved astrology. Even though he didn't like um, being in public, I think it would be great just to see him yeah. orchestrate this first to conduct because oh. of that Uranus in the first house. He has to get into it big time. <laughs> oh, you, you wouldn't believe how interesting that, that piece is. It's really kind of crazy. Well, naturally it would be, but... Um, it's very disjointed, and uh, basically a lot of his themes and his music, because of being a 20th century composer, are a little off the beam compared to the way it used to be two, three hundred years ago. 
So um, he used a lot of dissonant harmonies. He used a lot of atonal music. He used bitonality, which is two keys played at the same time, as well as odd meters. So uh, it, it's just really, when you listen to it, it's sort of like you're trying to unscramble it in your head, and you just, just tr- quit trying to fight with it. That's just how he sounded, you know. But for for him, and it just seemed to, because of his study of astrology, it seemed to really emphasize the uh, the way he composed these pieces were so amazing. A guy, you should hear the Mars movement. It's crazy. You know, it starts off the piece, and it's literally, um, it sounds like war going on. You know, and then there's Venus, and there's, you know, um, you have also Mercury. Mercury sounds like, the, you know, little Mercury's tripping through the, the universe, it's dropping kind of, off its little messages. Kind of interesting that Mars would be that strong, being how his Mars sits there in Virgo in the second house. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. It's kind of in a hard sign to to express. Does he have it aspecting anything? Uh, the trying to Neptune. Neptune. Well, that's... That's a, part of the grand trine, actually. And going. a quintile to... Well, the quintile might help him. That's a little bit more metaphysical. So the Venus quintiling his Mars. So, I mean, that's possibly the tonality of the music that he would pick up, you know, that would would fit that. But it's not a real strong Mars, you know, not really. But he basically internalized it and it came out in the music. So it's pretty, pretty astounding. And, of course, the Jupiter movement was the most popular movement of this piece, and it did grow to be very popular during his lifetime, and he did gain some fame, and he didn't like it. <laughs> he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't want to be famous. He wanted to just be at home composing, you know, and he was just a normal guy, you know, who... You know, nobody that had any sort of extra opinions about himself being wonderful, that wasn't him at all. He was very humble. And if you look up normal, you know it's stranger than strange. (laughs) Yeah, with the Uranus in the first house, I would say that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Especially being a Leo and not wanting to be out there. Yeah, right. So, I mean, they asked him to conduct a piece one time. Actually, I think he asked him to conduct the whole whole suite. He, He was scared to death to do it. He didn't want to do it. Oh, so, that's so funny. I would love to watch him conduct. Uh, it's too bad he's still not alive. He he died in 1934, I believe. So, uh, yeah, I think he died on his 59th birthday. Wow. I think, I think he did die on his 59th. Saturn returned. Saturn returned. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people do that. So, anyway, I you know, I just basically wanted to share my love for this composer. He's just so incredibly uh, gifted, and his music is... If you know astrology and you hear it, you kind of go, oh, that's it. That's exactly how it should sound, you know. So, oh, one more thing in his chart. I was told about this by Linda Linda Hill, astrologer. She said that the north node in his chart is at 29 Aries, which is the pathway his soul was taking this lifetime to evolve and all that kind of stuff. 29 Aries in the Sabian symbols, which if you listen to our show with with Linda Hill a few weeks ago, she was talking about all these degrees and the associative um, story behind those degrees, according to Sabian symbols. And the, basically the symbol for 29 degrees was the music of the spheres. Mm-hmm. 
I just started, I started to giggle when I saw that. I said, well, he obviously did a good job with that. Yeah. He, yeah, he really did. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so we're going to take a really quick break. And when we get back, we're going to be having Ms. Virginia Bell on the show. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Angela Probst, Ms. <laughs> Ms. Aromatherapist. At this point, you're probably, you've probably heard of essential oils. And are you confused, overwhelmed, not sure where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. Now, more than ever, we all need to be focused on boosting our immune systems. Angela has all the right tools to help. And she's teaching weekly classes via Zoom. That's pretty cool. So if you want more information and want to talk to Angela, give her a call today at 253-278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Natasha Venter at angelicclarifications.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, April 19th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me. As an animal behavior therapist and trainer, I can help you understand your animal friends and solve any problems you got going on. We'll have open phone lines, so plan to give me a call with your questions or about any animal topic you'd like to discuss. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And now it's time to bring on our guest, Miss Virginia Bell. Welcome to the show. Hello, Virginia. Hi. Hi. How are you? And there she is. Hi. <laughs> Thought she Thank slipped you for off. Having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I love that music and I love this story too. About oh, his isn't charge. it amazing? I mean, it's... what a powerful thing and that he was involved with astrology. I think oh, that's yeah. just beautiful. Uh, yeah. And that obviously you, you know, resonate so strongly with that too. I, well, I do. I, whenever I listen to this whole piece, I'm bawling all, my, all the way, you know. It's the mm. opera singer coming out of her. Yeah, I. Oh, that's my second life. Is that was I was a musician. And really? I, oh yeah, oh, I sang opera and also oh. sang with the Seattle Opera Chorus at one really? time. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh! Wow. Yeah, and um, the the music is just kind of a different um, a different vein for me when I hear mm. music that that vibrates with me so much. It's so emotional for me. I just can't help it. Well, it does feel very watery and very. Uh, expansive and generous and, and oh, yeah. Jupiterian, you know. Oh, absolutely. If you listen to the rest of the suites, you'll hear the planets in him perfectly. I mean, he had oh, such wow. knowledge, really good knowledge. He had some very good teachers on the way, and he was learning it. He was learning that kind of astrology plus his composing at the same time. So wow. I mean, it, there was definitely a transference there. So Wow, and... Um, Fascinating the combination, yeah, yeah the music it is. and the and the uh, and the planets. Yep, what well, an interesting man. Yep, it is, and that's kind of how my life went. I started off doing music, and then I found Noel Till, and it said in the program that I saw him in that he was an astrologer, and I said he's a what? 
you know, I didn't know what that was at the time. <laughs> and then later on, I took classes from him. So um, it was really interesting that that the the language of astrology, symbol symbols all over the chart, is much mm-hmm. like reading the language of music. It's very yes. symbolic, symbolic notation. Mm-hmm. And it's how wow. we interpret it, you know, and how that kind of turns up into a performance. So it's almost identical. They run parallel to each other. So Fascinating. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to be talking about your three stages of aging, which I'm interested mm. in. And so please tell us a little bit about that. Well, <clears throat> Of course, we have, you know, the generational cycles in general. There's the first Saturn return right. at 29. There's midlife, which spans, you know, late 30s to uh, almost mid-40s. And, of course, the Chiron return. Right. And then again at 58, we have our second Saturn return. Right. And, um, you know, 27, we, you know, 29, 29, 58. So mm-hmm. the first Saturn return, of course, is such a powerful uh, transition because... Uh, it is it is the first real generational cycle, and Saturn is reality, responsibility, hard work. And if we're doing that cycle right, we take on a challenge, and hopefully we grow in the process. We get sober. We get real. I mean, we don't have to become a big star. What Just Mm-mm. begin something. A lot of people, you know, uh, commit to a marriage, having a child, going back to school, and those are big those are big um, decisions. Yes. And so our 30s are our Saturn years. We're mm-hmm. building something. And, of course, midlife comes along and uh, an old life is over and a new one begins. But if we're doing it right, we are building structures in our Saturn, you know, Saturn years, uh, foundation that will support us, really. Um, the, second, the second Saturn return, uh, of course, is, you know, Saturn comes back once again, you know, around 58. Right. And, um, but it's, you know, again, it's the same old Saturn, and it's important to find a purpose at that time, but one that is aligned with who we are now, not mm-hmm. who we were. Right. The first Saturn return, which is so important, we're young, you know, and we're focused on what we want to get. Right. Second Saturn return, more about what can we give? What kind of legacy do we want to leave? Uh, what do we have to offer? We can still be successful, you know, but we're motivated, hopefully, more from a desire for meaning rather than simply worldly recognition. Right. So, yeah. again, the, the first Saturn return, we become the adult. The second Saturn return, we become the elder, but uh-huh. I don't mean older. Yes, I know. You know, <laughs> um, I love what... Um, who was it um, Thomas More said about in his book, Ageless Soul, um, aging and eldering, it, it implies uh, deepening, developing, developing and growing, where getting older sounds like a lessening, you know? Right. So it really is an honor to become an elder. It is. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And um, 
And what kind of elder do we want to be? Here's the thing about the second Saturn return at at around 58, 59. Let's face it, we, you know, we're we're young, you know. I mean, I look at that as young. We're a baby elder, so to speak. We're a rookie, a newbie elder. Yeah. And and that's why the the second and the third um, stages of eldering, we, we deepen. You know, mm-hmm. we grow into that. But at, at 58, we're, a, you know, we're a freshman. We're just at the beginning of okay. this great cycle. Okay. And one of the things we need is a purpose. That doesn't mean we're necessarily going to retire at that age. But beginning to think about um, who do, what kind of elder do I want to be? I love the last line of Mary Oliver's beloved poem, uh, A Summer Day. Tell me who... Who do you plan to become in your one wild and precious life? So in our late 50s, we need to ask ourselves, who do I want to become in my one wild and precious elder years? What kind of elder? What do I have to offer? It's the beginning of this. Um, People are still working, especially in this economy, of course, if we can. Uh, You know, but it is the entrance into the Saturn years, and we begin to feel those Saturn issues, you know, death sort of enters the conversation, you yeah, know, it does. Uh, you know, it's time to make my will, you know, an advanced directive, um, who's going to get the cat or the dog, you know, uh, we're, these are issues that we begin to um, embrace and hopefully acknowledge. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, especially about having that purpose, it, that purpose hopefully is something that is aligned with who we are or who we will become. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in my book, I wrote about um, Frank McCourt because he was a teacher here in New York, uh, the, you know, in mm-hmm. uh, Stuyvesant High School. And he you know, retired around 58, 59. And his third wife said, you know, stop hanging out in the bars, telling those stories to your cronies, write them down, Frank. And yeah. he did. And that was Angela's Ashes. Mm. He published that at 64. Wow. That is not a book he could have written in his younger days. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't know if you ever read it, but it is so sad. It is just heartbreaking um, what his growing up in Ireland in such poverty. Um, yeah. But he needed gravitas. He needed time to absorb that. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, Cezanne didn't have his, he had show, was in shows, but he didn't have his first man show until his late, late fifties. Wow. So, you know, for all of us, and one of the things, the thing that astrology has taught me more than any other is that we all have our own individual timing. Yes. And we have, it's so important to trust that timing and not beat ourselves up. Mm-mm. and compare our insides to someone else's Botox outsides. You know, Dan, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, wasn't, he wasn't great at drawing. Yeah. He needed, he was a late bloomer. Picasso yeah. was a young, uh, early bloomer. But right. Cezanne was a late bloomer. He needed time. Frank McCourt needed time to um, marinate with those stories. Yeah, marinate, exactly. It's, you know? Yeah. So the, um, I think, you know, and, and oftentimes that, uh, that purpose uh, comes from an inner place yeah. rather, rather than an outer, you know, yes. um, it, it has a different quality yeah, to it. It really does, because it seems as though 
that, you know, I had my Saturn return, I hate to say it, 10 years ago, but um, it was it was something that I didn't expect. It was actually lessons that I learned from a very odd experience that I had no idea that I had wound up in my subconscious until it came back to show itself. And um, it was basically about how I revered certain men, men in my life. And oh, I, fa- I actually connected to somebody that I really thought was cool when I was in junior high school who was on a TV show, and I actually actually met him on Facebook, and we got to be good friends. Hard to believe, but, you know. But he turned out to be, um, it's amazing, and here's the Saturn lesson, okay? I idealized him. I thought he must be the most perfect man on the planet, and well, I found out he was a chauvinist and a racist. <laughs> really nice, you know? And, you know, and I found that out, and, and he wanted me to work with him on a project, and he was just a little bit off the beam, I said, nah, I don't want to work with you. You're just a little bit too Good high for you. Too no. Uh uh-uh. uh. It would not be a good blend. So it was more than just something that I was doing a work project. It had to do with how I my ideals back when I was fourteen years old had come back, you know, to see I had to challenge my own beliefs about men. It, I didn't realize it was going to be that. But it was really that was what it was about. It's a good that's a wise Saturn lesson. Yes, it was. I thought so, too. And, and as we get older, I think more and more we are willing to embrace Saturn and, and yeah. work with Saturn. When we're younger, we're just kind of feeling, I always felt like chased by Saturn. He's like right on my back, you know? <laughs> like, get out of here. Go away. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, I have Saturn right at the bottom of my chart in the third house. So it's just right it's like I'm when I'm alone at home, and Neptune's on the other side of the fourth house cusp. When I'm alone, I'm with Saturn. Get mm. home alone. You oh, know, I love that. It's a yeah. it's a it's a solemn time, you know, and it has to do with really telling myself the truth, and you know, maybe the stuff that I don't want to look at, but also uh, acknowledge the places I've come from. You know, mm. yeah. So it's a, beautiful. Thank beautiful. you. Beautiful. Thank you. What about you, Doug? Mr. Well, mine is, you know, sitting in the third house as well, stationary. Oh. It's stationary, yeah. Direct. Yep. Ooh. So you I have no problem dog, being alone. Stationary long. direct? Yep. Pardon? You were born with a Saturn stationary direct? Yes. That's powerful. <laughs> yes, Trying Mercury. Ooh. Yep. No wonder you're in the communication business. That's beautiful. Yep. And he also was a painter. Oh. And he sings. That, I didn't paint until I was 52, though. But that's a Saturn thing, honey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you did bloomer. later. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I did a show in New York five years ago. Really? Yeah. Right. Yes, he did. <laughs> Maybe you heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you are, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. So anyway, we got to take a really quick break. Okay. And when we get back, we'll be talking more about the three stages of aging. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt Shea writes books that centers around the common person in everyday life, people like you and me. His writings emphasize that each and every one of us was blessed with a unique, one-of-a-kind winning hand that will eventually be called upon to serve the world we live in. 
Matt will write stories and conduct radio interviews for the rest of his life as a way to encourage and inspire others. Another great book of Matt's is the trilogy The Groundskeeper and Other Short Stories, which has been receiving a lot of attention lately and can be found at Amazon and his website. So feel free to look at Matt's website where all of his books are available. Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all who contact him. You can also write him at his personal email address at workinmatt7, W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at AOL.com, or you can call him at 206-915-1881, and you can contact him at his website at www.mattshaybooks.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. With me is my guest host. No, he's not a guest host. He's my normal host. (laughs) I I thought I got demoted. (laughs) No, (laughs) I wasn't trying to do that. It just fell out of my mouth. Anyway, he's my guest host. Uh, He's my normal host, Mr. Doug Johnston. Yes, and also our guest today, Virginia Bell. Hi, Virginia. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, um, you were talking about the first two stages. The, interestingly enough is that I think that you're talking about the first Saturn return, which is kind of being aware that everything outside of you is kind of what you want to get. You right. know, I yeah, think it's a good way of expressing that, yeah. yeah it's an external awareness. That, right. You know, you're aware of how you affect other people and how, what your standing is in life. And then when you come to the 58th year, it says, I've left somebody out of this equation, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And so it is a, it's about developing your own, um, your own, obviously, your own attributes and your own strengths and weaknesses. I call it your skill set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it really was that way for me, I think. Oh, I think it yeah. definitely makes you stronger going through the second one. You take charge and go. Yeah, you do. Like, okay, yeah. you know your strengths and your weaknesses. And if you, you have, have some wisdom, you know, you have yeah. some miles on the meter. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so I keep, keep there's more at, gravitas, so to speak. Yes, yeah. that's very true. You know, um, a sense of really deep down security and groundedness that yeah. we didn't have when we were in our twenties and thirties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the second the second stage of eldering is really a, around sixty five because Saturn then makes the first the opening square. Yeah, you know, a conjunction at fifty eight, then the the square, and then it's sort of a, in a way a wake up call. Sixty five that the the just six the. The age 65 ha- carries a lot of weight. You know, Medicare, Social Security, there may be children at home, older parents. It's like you're beginning to feel maybe I am the elder, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, you know, the, the square of, of Saturn, uh, in a sense, we're restructuring ourselves. Yes. Saturn's, you know, no frills. 
Um, and so that square forces us to face reality. It's yeah. not bad, no. but these are, are, are daunting issues. They're Saturn issues, yes. and they're uncharted territory. Yeah. So uh, we have to deal with that reality. Some people do retire at that time, and that also can bring up issues because we, sent, we lose a kind of identity, our public identity. Right. You know, and again, Saturn square Saturn, we're rebuilding, we are restructuring mm-hmm. our life. Yes, we are. And mm-hmm. often old structures collapse, mm-hmm. familiar references, you know, yes. uh, old identities. Yeah. Um, and, and so this can be a, a challenging time, but it can also be a time of, again, rebuilding for ourselves. Right. Exactly, and you're pulling um, on the strengths that you have, obviously. Yes. Because um, it seems as though it, it's, it's, I've seen a lot of people lately that are so concerned about getting old, you know, their age, and their, that's why I started a thing on Facebook called Going Gorgeously Gray. Oh, uh, I love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess what? A lot of people are doing that because they can't get to have their hair colored. That's right. They are. Right now. <laughs> it, well, everyone's changing it, though, so that says now shaggy gray. Yeah, shaggy yeah. gray. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one can get the hair cut. Shaggy gray, yeah. We're going to reinvent the shag, I think, from the 80s, <laughs> 70s. <laughs> but um, I remember starting that group under my Saturn return. You know, oh, how interesting. And um, it was, uh, I talked to somebody on Facebook, and I said, you know, I really, I'm growing my hair out. Because one day I just sort of looked at my inch, my stripe down the center of my head, my skunk stripe. And I said, well, okay, what do I do about this? So I just kind of pulled it apart and looked at it. I said, you know, those hairs look pretty cool. You know, yeah. why would I want to cover them up? So I grew it out, and I was fully grown out by about 57 or 58, probably. And, um, and that's when I started this group, you know, on Facebook, Going Gorgeously Gray, because there is not just a physical, you know, thing that happens with hair growing out. It's totally emotional for women. Yeah, uh, it's, no. it's, it's associated it's a with getting old, you know, and that's how it is. So, um, and of course, with Saturn going through Capricorn and also Pluto going through Capricorn, yes. what a good time to do this. You know, Eileen, that is, I, I never made that correlation, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's a perfect time to do it. It was perfect. And I was, I just felt, I had a friend say, you want to start a group? And I did. And now there are, um, I think, approximately 14,000 in this group. Really? Wow. Yes, it grew exponentially. When this thing started to take off, when black was the new gray was a new black. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. And, you know, I wanted to mention, um, you know, being 65, Maggie Coolen was a gr- one of the great activists uh, okay. who at 65 in 1970 was told she had to retire. She was not happy about that. No. She started one of the great uh, movements in this country called the Gray Panthers. Ah. Perfect. And she said, you know, well, she said many things, but at every stage we must have a goal. We must have a goal. And she also said about the group of women that she created this with, we have nothing to lose so we can raise hell, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. And um, 
So uh, it is a powerful time. Uh, it, you know, again, uh, Diane Nyad swam from, what was that, from Cuba to uh, Florida. Oh, yeah, We're not right. all going to do that. But, you know, it is a powerful <laughs> no, time. Not me. <laughs> I don't and, like getting uh, that far away from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and getting the water. Yeah, well, yeah. well no, thank but you. But I, um, I, I, I also love the 70s yeah. because... The 70s, we have, we have the third, you know, um, phase of eldering. And, in, you know, uh, well, even in the early 60s, we have, um, you know, we have a Jupiter return. There's a lot of, ener- you know, a lot of energy in the early 60s, you right. know, right. Uh, bucket less and new beginnings. But the 70s, in the 70s, again, seven, um, 65 and 7, and, we, you know, Saturn makes an opposition at 72, so it's the third stage of eldering. And I'll tell you something. I find, for me, um, that's a time where we really begin to embody Saturn. Oh, good. And I have found that. I remember my, when um, I'll be 77, actually, in next month. No gosh. kidding. You don't even yeah. look remotely that age. <laughs> no. <laughs> for, you, for those of you that can only hear her, <laughs> yeah, right. we can see her. We can see her. No, we can't even see her either, but your picture. <laughs> yes. Oh. Ah. No, well, you look great in your picture. Well, thank you. But I, I'll tell you, it, it threw me. It threw me because I was, I loved my 50s. I loved my 60s. But then at 70, it was like Gloria Steinem said, one day I woke up and there was a 70-year-old woman in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was not thrilled, at, I thought, in the beginning about being 70. I thought, God, people will think I'm, I look, I know I look younger, but people think I'm really old. And I, wa- and I was watching myself and listening to myself, and I thought, wait a minute, I am, I am being judgmental of elders. That's a kind of prejudice. Yes, it and is. And old age has, has been stig- stigmatized, right, mm-hmm. where we project a lot of our fears on the aged. Yes, we do. Uh, and I was sort of, it, it, you know, doing that myself. Wow. And it really brought me up short, and I realized, wow, I have to change my I have to change my attitude about aging. And and as it um, turned out, during that time, I had a lot of pressure on me. I you know Saturn is bones. I had uh, dental surgery twice. Yeah, and I had um, oh god, a lot of medical stuff going on. I you know uh, oh, and I was doing writing my book. I, with oh, deadlines. Just and to add I that to the like, pile. Yeah. yeah, and I couldn't believe it, what was going on. And then I realized, sort of when things quieted down, my God, I am really doing my Saturn. Yeah. I wasn't running from Saturn. Nope. You were I facing it head on. I was facing Saturn. It was like Saturn was my companion. Nice. And I think that that can happen as we get older. We embody our chart. We embody, yes. you know, it's like it's not running us. It's like we are running it, are living it. Yes. Well, look at and, Betty White, what she's oh. done with her stationary Saturn. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. And she's on her amazing. third Saturn return, third Saturn return, she regained popularity in the public again. Big time. Isn't that fantastic? I yeah. love that example. Have yeah. something to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, when you look at her, and you know, she's 
she's kind of doddering and, and but you see her on the show hot in Cleveland. Oh, awesome. She's awesome. Just fun. Awesome woman. Yeah. So yeah, funny. I mean, there's all sorts of great examples of of people, you know, who, you know, in their set. Look at Gloria Steinem still going strong. Yeah, and right. um, this wonderful woman, Iris Apfel. She oh, is, yes, uh, in, yes. You know who she is? Oh, absolutely. 90s? Yes, How fabulous. about that? And yeah. she's a fashion icon. Yep. And she says, I see myself as the world's oldest living teenager because I have such a good time because <laughs> I try to get as much of a kick out of life as possible. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems as though, were you going to say something? If it's not fun, go. Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it seems as though when we reach the, the Saturn or the, you know, the Saturn years, when we embrace Saturn, there really is a component of Uranus in there too, isn't there? Yes. Because um, Saturn means, you know, once you are settled into, you know, a particular life and you're, re- you're expecting and, and, re- and receiving Saturn and accepting it completely for the way it is, on the other side of that is just kicking up your heels and having fun because yeah. you realize that the things that we feel restricted by are the things that we're putting on ourselves yep. and we can laugh about it. Yes. Yeah. And there's a freedom that comes as you get older. And, uh, you know, not everything is perfect, but no. I think for me, the attitude is the um, engine that drives everything. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, feeling good, you know, even in these times of this um, crisis that we're all in, feeling good some point in the day, being happy, mm-hmm. uh, feeling healthy, because that's so, it does, it does really, I believe, affect your immune system and, and pretty much everything. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. It does. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've noticed that even after all this has been happening, I feel really, um, it's funny because when they say, uh, said stuff on, on the Facebook, says, well, I'm an introvert and this being alone, all that. Oh, we don't care. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm with you. You yeah. know, who cares? You know, it's just, that's what we're doing already, you know. Yeah. And so it, it suits us very well, but it's given me more time with myself, obviously, and I'm sure everybody has the same thing. I think I the think people that are least likely to look at themselves introspectively and always looking outside, this is going to drive them nuts. So, right. yeah. And also, I think sometimes younger people now, yes. you know, uh, that can be challenging. They want to be out. They want to be social. Yeah. Uh, but I, too, have found a great deal of peace. Yeah. during this time and uh, feeling very grateful because I keep joking. I mean, uh, Anne, Anne Frank did not have Amazon, you know, and did not have Trader Joe's <laughs> and uh, cell phones. The, imagine uh, in the World War One, World War Two. I mean, this is, it's a horrendous crisis we're in. Yeah. But we, we have things that other people in other crises d- didn't have. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. We have a lot more resources. And, a yeah. lot, and we've evolved a bit. So yeah. anyway, okay, we have to take another break. And when we get back, we're going to be finishing up with our wonderful guest, Virginia Bell. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare exchange. And Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near our retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means 
that will need affordable supplemental coverage that takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get that best coverage for you. And with her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you some money. Okay, Susan has workshops scheduled for, and we don't know when they're going to be scheduled, but I'm going to be talking to her this week to see if she has them. She's probably going to set them up virtually, so if she does, I will let you know when that happens. Okay, so she will let you know when she has them rescheduled. So if you need more information, call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we do have Ms. Virginia Bell on talking to us about aging. We've had a great time doing this. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. This has been delightful. You guys are great. Oh, thank you. We love hearing that. (laughs) We're both Leo (laughs) Rising. What can we tell you? (laughs) Yes, tell us more. Tell us more. You know, I have a lot of stuff in my chart, but they threw me one, the gods with Jupiter. And cancer in the tenth house. Oh well, that's oh well. No wonder you're writing about this stuff. Yeah, that's very nice. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean servitude. Servitude. It's not servitude. Oh, it's very <laughs> serving. Okay. I have Virgo rising. That's servitude. <laughs> I got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you have a point there. But <laughs> anyway, so we're just talking about the integration of the third stage of aging, which is where Saturn really does sort of. It takes, I think it comes, it comes into your house, sits down, says, I'm going to be here for the rest of your life. You might as right. well accept it and, and learn. And listen, we can be friends, you know, yes. you know. And what, what degree is your Jupiter now that you say that? Uh, it's 19. 19. Oh, so you've got your 19. Jupiter opposition right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You also That's have. right. I do. And I had, yes. And then I had Pluto uh, hanging out there with Saturn yeah. too. <laughs> oh yeah, you did that too. That wasn't. That was. It did nothing. Nothing uh, dramatic, really. Uh, yeah. Wasn't the sun and the moon or anything like that. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my all those planets are hanging out in my fourth house. So. Oh. Oh. Not so. It's not messing that stuff up, is it? No. No. Oh, it's. Okay. Uh, yeah, what it, it, Saturn, yeah, Pluto, they're always somewhere, you know. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> you have a point. Yeah, they're always in somebody's chart somewhere. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was just thinking the 19 degree of, of Cancer is what we call one of the Titanic degrees. So how do you feel about the Titanic? <laughs> well, really? Well, I've, it feels like I've grown, I grew up on a Titanic. Okay. I've, I'm a sun and moon in Taurus in the eighth house. So. Okay. How about that? In the eighth house, that's like living on the Titanic. Yeah, oh, I guess that, that would, would feel the threat of an iceberg always. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can get the iceberg part of the eighth house, though. That's true. But, but you know what? I um, I love the eighth house. I've come to embrace it, and yeah. it's it's who I am. And yeah. um, uh, I feel like uh, you know it's rich, it's juicy, also. Oh, it is, house. isn't it? Yeah. What's your What's your degree on Sun Moon? Uh, my, my son is 13 and my moon is 18. Oh, Ooh, so you're pretty close. I'm Gemini yeah, sun wow. moon. Yeah. Yeah. I have four planets in Gemini, uh, in the ninth house. That helps. And so otherwise I'd be in bed, um, 
getting takeout, <laughs> e- eating ice cream and 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 cupcakes. Um, double Taurus is basically oh, yeah. like having your sun and moon in the in the sign of warm scones with cream fresh. <laughs> but you know, also with, sounds luckily like G- the Gemini gets me to the gym. Not yes, these days with not, not no, that now. unfortunately, yeah, I know. Well, also your Jupiter and Cancer in the tenth, you could write about it. Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes, I do. <laughs> you write, write I recipes. Owned a, I owned a restaurant for 20 years. Okay. Before, so. That makes Servitude, total sense. I'm telling you, you want to take care of the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. You do. Yeah, bring it yeah. food at least, for goodness sake, and really lovely Cute. desserts. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, that w- that we were known for that peanut butter ice cream pie. Oh, I mean, my I God, love peanut butter ice moist cream. moist uh, gingerbread with creme fraiche. You oh. know all of that. Yeah. Okay, it's time Jeez. to hit get the dessert place on. And the you're line. right <laughs> in New York. You're right in New York. I was uh, the first natural foods restaurant. Gourmet, where, where, not macrobiotic. What part of New York do you live in? I live on 21st and 2nd, but my restaurant was on 10th Street between 5th and 6th down in the village. Okay. Oh, nice. But when this is over, I plan to come out that way. Ah. Yeah. Yes. So, so I have one to day you, you call, open your door, you're going to gonna see Doug on your doorstep. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So uh, we were just talking about Saturn being kind of the arbiter of of the elder after 70 years old, basically. And, um, you know, I'm just glad to hear that because if you make friends with Saturn, Saturn says, don't worry, be happy, but work hard at the same time, you know, type of thing Mm -hmm. and, and, and do your work. But, you know, also take your time out for yourself because Saturn yeah. forgets to leave that sentence out of the yes. equation quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, that Saturn, you know, when we're younger, it's it's an outer experience, you yeah. know, where as we grow into it, we absorb it. We be, It becomes part yes. of who we are, part of that um, elder maturity, yeah. Yeah. you know. And it's no longer a threat. It doesn't have to be a threat, let's no. put it that way. No, it can, be t- it can turn into your greatest asset, actually. Mm-hmm. It really can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's definitely a big asset. And it actually makes you appreciate you getting old. You yes. know, it's like the older you get, oh, cool, I get to be older. <laughs> you yeah, know? It, you know, a fierce and wild elder. How fabulous is I that? I know, isn't that awesome? Look at George Burns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was he pretty was- fierce. Funny as hell when he's out there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah we, and that's why role models are so important, yeah. you know. We either people we know or, you know, uh, people who are in the world, you know. And, exactly. You know, Gloria Steinem, and there's so many great, uh, Jane Fonda, so many great role models right. who are, you know, constantly changing and growing. That's the key. Yes. And and uh, wonderful, wonderful Rabbi Zalman, Shakhtar Shalomi, who wrote a... Um, Aging to Saging, beautiful book on aging. He said, eldering is a process word, a verb that connotes, connotes change and movement. It doesn't connote the unchanging frozen state of a noun. Yes. So when I think of that, I think of Saturn, Saturn being uh, changing and movement. It doesn't have to be frozen in time. No, it Especially doesn't. when it's traveling with Pluto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I can't really ignore that one. You know, no, no, we can't. But, you know, 
um, Saturn, you know, Pluto, uh, and even and even Saturn. Uh, Michael Luton said something at a recent conference that Pluto gives us superhuman strength. It yeah. forces us to go into our deepest self, and I love that. Yeah, I'm hanging on to that. You yeah, know? I'm going to hang on to the same one there. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that works good. Well, my dear Virginia, it's been a wonderful time with you again, as always. You're well, fat. Thank you both. Really, I love your show, and oh, I love thank your energy. You. I'm so glad you like our show. I like our show, too, actually. <laughs> and we'll have you on soon again, you know. Thank because... you. And I'm going to follow. I'm going to look for that music, too. That, oh, and, and yes. And I want to check up on the, his life. That's yeah, you can go on YouTube. going now. You can get on YouTube and play it on YouTube. So Fabulous. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you bet. Bye-bye. Okay. So now we have the universe or the universal... <laughs> universal. I don't even know why words jump into my mouth sometimes. Do you know that? Yeah, um, I heard it. What you start out with? Good afternoon. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Anyway, so what a butt. Anyway, so oh, I'm so mean to him. Anyway, so he. These are our our uh, things that are coming up, which aren't really coming up, but, but I'm going to ri- remind you about it because they will be back when you know the the public kind of goes back to normal. Okay, the Emerald Spiral Expo, as we know, isn't off, but it, those that paid for a booth, just using this as a public service announcement, those that you paid for a booth will have your fees apply to that September fair, which is on September 26, 2020. Just thought I'd remem- remember to tell you that. Also, we have the uh, the after dark readings at the Pizza Casa and Burr's Restaurant. Those are postponed too because restaurants are closed, but they will be back soon. Hopefully, I can hope. And then I have the eleven uh, fifty KKNW. We have the horoscope column that comes up every single week, and it's updated Monday at about noon. And I write a weekly horoscope, and so please check that out if you have a chance. So okay. And who's on next week? Next week is Ray Grassy. We just had three straight weeks of the best astrologers on this show. We are so lucky. Mm-hmm. And Ray is fantastic. Been fun, that's for sure. Yes, it has. And then um, after that, we're going to have Matt Shea on the first, first day of the month. And so um, that'll be on May 2nd. So that'll be good. Okay. And how do we get a hold of you, darling? Uh, the best is to call 206 206- Seven six nine four nine two four, and you can call that or text it. Okay, great. And I'm at EileenGrimes.com, as well as the JupiterRisingShow.com, and you can get a hold of me at JupiterRisingShow at AOL.com if you've got anything to say to us or like to suggest something we could do. So anyway, it's been a fun show today. Thank you, Doug, for being here. It was fun. And thank you, Nathan, for being our wonderful producer. You're awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, he actually has a voice. Yay. Okay, so we will be seeing all of you next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Mm-hmm.